Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the greatest sports journalist in the history of Erie, Pennsylvania, Mr. Mike Balco. My boy, my boy Michael Balco, writer, podcaster, sports enthusiast. He is the first guest that we have on the Black and Gold Hour podcast this year. He that just contributed, and he also has his own podcast, the Mike Belco Show. Uh, I want you all to uh, welcome Mr. Mike Belco. Today, to speak about the New Orleans Saints is Michael Belco from the Michael Belco Show. Host of the Michael Belco Show. Please welcome Michael Belco. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Michael Balco Show. Today's guest hails from Cape Girardeau, Missouri. I probably butchered that name, but it's cool. He's played two different professional football leagues, and he's one of the best on and off the field leaders on the market right now, Jalen Fly Sadler. How we doing, my man? Oh, man, you know, I'm blessed and highly favored, man. Blessed and highly favored, man. Don't be trying to butter me up like that, man. Don't be trying, don't be trying to butter me up like that, man. Hey, hey, you already know. You already know I got to, you know, share a little love from the jump. <laughs> First and foremost, though, my man, we got to rep that hometown area code. Tell us a little bit about your hometown and what makes it so special. And tell me how to properly pronounce it. So I don't know, man. You didn't do you didn't do too bad on the name, man. It's Cape Girardeau, Cape Girardeau. So you ain't do too bad, man. And it's uh it's not a huge town. It's not like Nashville. It's not like St. Louis, but it is probably one of the one of the bigger towns in Southeast Missouri, man. And I love I love man. I got a major love for my city, man. I really do. And I didn't know. I know that God got a God got a purpose in my life to where He gonna have me go back there and be able to change some things around and be able to get get the football program on a broader spectrum and even get the city on a broader spectrum. So I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited about uh, what God got going as far as that aspect of of Him using me. Yeah, for sure, my man. Um, so you attended Cape Central High School back in the day. You wound up securing yes, an offer sir. from Austin P. Describe yes, that recruiting sir. process for me. How did you kind of Man, put yourself in a good position, all of that, and why did you choose to take your talents to Austin P? Man, this man, this story is so crazy, man. I don't believe in, I don't believe in um, coincidences. I, I just don't. Man, I accidentally played one year of varsity football, and I was a one. I was the first person, and I was the first person in my high school history to go Division One to go and play division one football on a, a full scholarship. And the crazy thing is, like I said, I only played one year of varsity football. I ended up getting hurt my junior year. I was playing basketball, ended up getting hurt going into my junior year. I tore my ACL. But the thing is, I came back in four months. I came back in four months, four to five months on the torn ACL. Was still rehabbing, but I got cleared and stuff to play. Didn't really play that much until the end of my junior year. But I officially started going into my senior year. And throughout my whole freshman, throughout my whole senior campaign, I didn't get one offer until the end of my uh to the end of my season. And the crazy thing is, I didn't even want to go to Austin P. I didn't like because I didn't know where I didn't know where Austin P. was. I wanted to stay. I wanted to stay close to home. I was talking to southeast missouri i was talking to siu but both of them pulled the scholarship offer on me um i was talking to a few local schools as well but my um my coach said he said you know what hey Jalen, i want to um i want to put i want to fill out this um athletes uh questionnaire man go ahead and send me over your information i'm like man i don't even want to go that far he sent it over they called me and offered me a scholarship the next day 
And it, it was, I didn't even know how to react. I didn't even know how to react when they offered me the scholarship offer because I got, I was sending, I was sending out my film and all that stuff because I wanted to go to Ole Miss. Um, I wanted to go to Ole Miss. I wanted to go to the bigger school, but I got that opportunity, man. I'm like, you know what? That's where God want. That's where God want me to go. And plus, when I went there, they they hadn't won a game in two years, so I'm all I'm all for a challenge. I'm all I'm all for a challenge, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You gotta love a little little adversity, you know. Man, you got to. That's man. Listen, you make you make your biggest imprint when the when the circumstances are challenging, man. I could have walked. I could have walked on to a bigger school, but man, what would my imprint have been? We had the long, we had the longest um, losing record in FCS, even Division One history. Like that's where my imprint is, and I, I'm, I'm just so, I'm just so grateful I was able to be a part of that. Yes, sir. After a couple of years there, you took your talents to Lindenwood University. Um, was that a difficult decision, and what factored into that decision? Man, that was probably one of the, that was probably honestly one of the most difficult decisions that I actually had to make. And all, tra- all transparency, the coaches that recruited me, they ended up leaving. The coaches that uh, ended up recruiting me ended up leaving, and as soon as they, as soon as they left, they left. I start. I came in, started as a true freshman, played against Vanderbilt and all that. I had a, I had a good freshman. I had a good freshman year. Uh, they fired him right after the season, man, and that was a hard. That was a difficult decision for me right then and there, and I had to make some decisions whether if I wanted to leave right then and there. But they ended up talking me in the stand. They talked me up in the stand, and then. I was in the middle of spring ball that same year. I was having a great spring campaign. I had completely changed my game. I had completely developed my game, and I was just continue to uh, continue to get better and grow and grow into my body and learn how to move and become a more complete um, college uh, college offensive lineman. And then we was in the middle of our second scrimmage, man. I, I still remember it was a cold. It was actually cold. <laughs> it was actually cold outside. It was a cold. It was a cold night. I had had my leggings on and everything, and. It was a play. It was a run play to the right. I was at left tackle. I was climbing up to the set. I was climbing up to the second level to um to block a linebacker. And as soon as I took my step, I felt like a I felt three pops, three pops in my knee, three pops in my knee, man. That's my right knee. Three three pops in my knee, and then I just I just went down. I went I, I went down because it, it it was like weak, and immediately I knew I knew what it was. I knew what it was because I tore my other ACL. Um, weeks prior, I mean, I'm sorry, a few years prior, literally two years before, I knew what it was, man. And at that moment, I was just really like devastated. I was, I was down, and then as soon as it happened, I already knew. I started yelling, man, like, "Oh man, it's over! It's over, man! I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to be going to the NFL. It's over! This wasn't supposed to happen." And then my one of my coaches, uh, the head coach, he said, "Hey, man, listen." relax you're gonna be fine real stern he was real he was real stern with it man and i was good man i was good man i fought back i fought back uh fought back but this time it didn't take no four to five months it didn't take that it took about a year it took about a year and a half for me to even get back comfortable by the time by the time that happened they ended up bringing they ended up bringing guys in and they was already set on who they really wanted to on who they really wanted to play so the program was going in a direction and i was still i was still around i was still around training extremely hard working hard working hard to improve um that next that next spring he came up to me and said hey listen um we don't think it's working out like after after i got cleared and got back it was actually during the season he said hey man we don't. We just don't think it's working out, man. We love you as a person. We see you as a spiritual leader. You hosting Bible studies and stuff like that. But for the offense that we run, 
we just don't we just don't see it working. We just don't see it working out. And I said, listen, hey, you know, you know my character, you know my personality. I feel like this is where I need to be. Give me six, give me six months, give me till spring ball. Give me till spring ball to train. I went back, I grinded, I grinded, I worked the hardest. I felt like I've ever worked. It was getting extra work after practice. And even it, it, it became so it became so noticeable that even my um even my uh even my teammates noticed like, dang man, he didn't he didn't really he didn't really cranked it up a notch. And then um it was a, after our spring game. After our spring game, I feel like I graded out really good. I think I graded out like a 87, 89, something like that. He handing out grades, handing out our grade sheets at our net, at our meeting, man, before we go on spring break, man. Everybody got um good. Work on this. Work on this. Like you got it. Like like say you graded out at a 77. He said, 77, you should have worked on this, this, and this. He gave me my paper, right? And my paper said, 87, come see me tomorrow. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, oh, it's something positive. I just had a good, I just had a good day. I just, I just dominated all, all yesterday. He man and talked to my parents and everything. I came up there and talked to him yesterday, man. Uh, I came up and talked to him the next day. And when I came up there and talked, when I came up there and talked to him the next day, it was a meeting with him and the head coach, and they said it wasn't working out. Now that is one of the most adverse situations I ever been and i feel like i was at the at the lowest point because i didn't feel my my whole identity in me being an austin p football player and then me having to tell my mom i didn't tell nobody i didn't tell nobody i literally went and drove and just sat by the river just like thinking praying crying i broke down like crying i'm like dang god i didn't did all this like i did all this work i did all this work and i feel like everything that i knew was just taken away from me in a moment Everything I knew was just taken away from me in a moment. I tried to explain to my parents and they didn't really um they didn't really understand. They really kinda of thought it was my decision to leave. But the coaches, man, I, I got I got all love I got all love and respect for them. That's just how that's just how the game goes. Um they did they did help me get into another program, which was Lindenwood. And something that helped me get into Lindenwood or choose Lindenwood is the great coaches there. And those coaches were great spiritual coaches as well. They keep God first. And I knew they were gonna help me grow as a man. And not only grow as a man, but grow spiritually close to God. So that was and that was that was really one of the biggest things that I needed to do at that moment. That's awesome. That's awesome. Just a quick sidebar, though, my man, Jalen, man. You know what I love, bro? You know what I love? I love me some good tailored custom clothing, my boy. Not only got me looking fresh, feeling comfortable. Woo! Primo tailoring located on 5th and State. Grand opening on November 27th. As a customer of Lewis and Primo tailoring myself, man, I can assure you you're getting top-notch clothing. You're getting it top-notch customer service. You're getting, you know, you're getting top-notch everything, my man. Lewis does a great job, man. He got me looking fresh for my wedding. Yes, you know sir. what I mean? He had me looking, whoo, you already know. You, yes, got, you got the ties, man. You got the, the shirts. You got the suit. You got the jackets. got the belt. Mm. Got the got the whole shebang, mm. my man. But Come on, the thing boys. that's I'm great, getting, Let's go, the, thing that, the thing that's great, the thing that's great, whoo. Is that Primo not only wants to make an impact on you, but they want to make an impact on everybody with their clothing, the way they help their customers and their outreach to the community. And, you know, much like Lewis and his company, Jalen, you also pride yourself on not being just great in your profession, but also in your community as well. Yes, sir. When 
when were those values instilled into you? And why did you kind of choose to just, you know, continue? Because a lot of people, you know, they'll grow up Christian, you know, and then they'll they'll get to like that college level when they're on their own and they'll they'll kind of go away from it or, you know, they'll get raised and they're super diplomatic and super you know, respected, mm-hmm. respectable when they're young and then they go to college or they separate from their family and and then it's like a whole new person. Why did you stick to, to stay with your uh, stay with your beliefs? <laughs> man, you know what? You know, what's crazy. It's been man, it's been it's really it's really been a, it's really been a roller coaster ride. It's really been a roller coaster of a, um, of an experience of an experience. Of course, I've had um, of course, I had moments where. Where when I was younger, when the word of God was instilled in us, my grandmother always had us reading, always had us in church, um, always really had us really around the word of God. And my grandparents are great role models to that. So I was actually able to see that. But of course, me, of course, me being, of course, me being a young man, me being, me being of the world, me being, uh, me living in the flesh. I knew about God, but I didn't really know, know about, like, you feel me, know about God until I was able to experience him for myself. So once I was able to experience him for myself, of course, of course, it's still a, a lot of people think once you give your life over to Christ, you, boom, you instantly clean, you instantly perfect. No, God does not see your, God does not see your, uh, God does not see your sins anymore, but you still got to work towards it. So it's still an everyday, it's still an everyday effort to become a better person and become a better, more, more Christ-like, man, but. I, I had plenty, plenty of examples, man, and plenty, plenty of people who really, really helped me get get to where I'm at right now. So this is not, this is not just me. This whole mountain mover movement, man, it's not just me. Not just That's me. That's awesome. Explain the mountain mover movement for me, my man. Man, if you go to uh, Mark, Mark chapter eleven, you know we actually wrote, we actually read this today in my uh, man's Bible study this morning. So, man, listen, it says God said. You can move if if you say and it, and what's crazy is this actually coming from the word. This coming from the mouth of Jesus. God said, if you say to this mountain, move, and it'll be it can be cast away into the sea. But you got to say so with faith. You must say so with faith. And faith is man. Faith is really not how you feel about the situation, but faith is being able to move even if you don't see the outcome. Faith is not actually seeing, is not paying attention to what you see, but really imagining and really opening up your imagination to what God can do in your situation. So that's really that's really where it came from. And I realized like I'm not the only person with a mountain in my life. I'm not the only person who go through adversity. I'm not the only person who has trial. I'm not the only person who goes through tribulation. This mountain mover movement is not just for athletes. This mountain mover movement is not just for Christians. This mountain movement, this uh, mountain movement, uh, mountain movement thing. It, it is not just for specific people because it's people that has cancer. It's people that's homeless. It's people that it's people that's going through tragedies in their lives. It's people who lost their dad. It's people who are, um, it's people who are uh, like going through so much adversity. I just want to let them know, like, hey, you're not the only. You're not the only person. You're not the only person going through this. And you feel me? That's why I started the mountain mover movement because I just want to let you know that hey, y'all got somebody who was with you. I got somebody who was on y'all's side and listen, we're going to keep praying and we're going to keep pushing on the mountainous in our life. And we're going to keep moving by faith, no matter how uncomfortable it is. Yeah, no facts, bro. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Following your uh, college football career, we're going to run it back to that real quick. Yes, what kind of a uh, pro football interest were you getting? Who was coaching you? What was it like trying to, 
transition into a uh, pro football during a national pandemic as well. Cause you graduated right at the start of coronavirus, And, you know, I've had a couple guys on the show that talked about, you know, that transition, you know, guys weren't getting looks when they should, um, things of that nature. So you had to go a little bit of a different route. Um, and you're still on that journey, my man. And that's yes, what sir. makes it so special. Ta- talk about that journey for us, man. So my, my alternative route. So a lot of people don't know this, man. Listen, faith, like I said, everything goes back to faith. Faith is moving. Faith is um acting, even if the even if you acting a little prematurely, man. I was sending out, I was sending out my film to get me into a senior bowl <laughs> like the December the December before I even played my senior year. So I was sending my film out to everybody, uh sending out, uh, make sure I got me an agent lined up and all that stuff. So I was preparing for what God had already had for me. So I did that. I ended up getting I get ended up getting accepted into the college gridiron showcase. But since I won that awesome P, I was at Lindenwood. I got invited to the smaller school showcase first, which is just a one day event where they bring you in and you handle you handle your business in front of scouts. And if you do what you're supposed to, if you do what you're supposed to do, the scouts like you, they recommend you to stay for the big day event. So I went down to the college gridiron showcase and I I balled out. I balled out. I did what I did what I had to do. I dominated in my one on one. Um, I was very confident, very sturdy, very sturdy in who I was, and I was ready. And once I did that, um, I talked to that was my first time actually talking to live uh, live NFL scouts, person to person, face to face. And the first person, the first team I talked to was the Rams. And once I t- once I talked to the Rams, they said, "Hey, man, we're gonna recommend you." Uh, we're going to recommend you to stay for the big day event. And I stayed for the big day event, which is actually three more days. So I stayed down there for three more days. And this one, I'm going against all power five guys. I'm talking about guys from Purdue, guys from Minnesota, guys from North Carolina, Florida state, stuff like that. I, and I, um, I stayed, I stayed there for three day event. I did the same exact thing. So like, it's really not, it's really not where you played at. It's really not um, who you played against. Like if you, if you ball, you can, if you can ball, you can ball. Stay there. And I also continue to talk to uh, some more NFL teams as well. I talked to, and for example, I talked to the Browns and I talked to the Packers while I was there as well. And they said, man, hey, hey, you you really doing your thing. Keep working hard. We're going to see you at your pro day, man. And three days before, I was actually in New York at the time. Three days before, man, just landed in there really just to just to get away because I went I went in the lab. I was in the lab for about four months, like four months straight. I was in the lab for about four months straight. I'm talking about just grinding away, grinding away with my trainers literally every day with my trainers, man. I was in the lab for about four months. Right. And I was like, all right, I'm going to take this little weekend trip to get away, clear my mind, come back and be ready. I left on I left on a Thursday. My pro day was next Wednesday, so I was gonna leave. I was gonna come back Sunday. Uh, it was just a little quick Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday trip. As soon as we landed in New York, they declared a national state of emergency. Man, they talk they talking about threat. They threatening to um, shut the airports down and everything, man. So we like so we sit we sitting there like, oh man, dang, what's like what like what's the next move? And I'm like, okay. That's that's okay. That's okay. I'll, I'll I'll drive to my pro day if I got to. Like you feel me? I will rent a car and I'll drive. I'll drive back to uh, Missouri for my pro day, man. And then they ended up. And then I ended up getting a call from my agent, man. Within a few hours, man, he said, "Hey, man, listen. The school just notified us. The school just notified us that, hey, we can't have your pro day, man." And right then and there, I'm like, okay, okay. I'm like, bro, I got I got people coming in to see me. 
I have. I, have, I literally, I'm literally on the phone with uh, NFL teams in my email, like saying, "Hey, man, we're excited to see your vitals and your pro day and and stuff like that." And I'm like, everybody else had their opportunity, but when when my opportunity comes. Oh, my bad, man. I don't know. Yeah, why, you're good. You're good. Why my phone just glitched out like that. <laughs> but anyway, I was like, dang, as soon as I as soon as I get my opportunity, um, it gets like it, it, it get canceled. But you feel me? I had to find right there. That was a the moment where I had to decide, like, hey, I don't know where this process is gonna take me. I don't know how long this process is gonna take. But hey, I'm gonna stick it out. And that's what I that's when I made that's when I made the decision, man. I actually I talked to the Rams. <laughs> It's crazy, man. The week before I talked, the week before the NFL draft, I talked to the coach. The coach sent me out a questionnaire with because they wanted my information. They wanted my information and stuff, like as far as like what airport you gonna be in, who been training you, your age, and all that stuff. Sent them that questionnaire back. Talked to the Rams the last day of the draft. Literally, I was talk, I was talking to the scout on my phone and stuff like that. And they had two picks. They had two picks left in the seventh round. I had two picks left in the seventh round, and their last pick, it was between me and uh, another dude, another offensive lineman. They took the they took the other offensive lineman, and right and right then and there, that was like, hey, listen, that's another moment where I can show faith. So I chose to show I show I chose to show faith, and I was, of course I was upset. Of course I was upset, disappointed. It was me, my sister, and my uh, then she was my girlfriend. Now she's my fiance. But it was my, uh, it was us, and then my fiance just grabbed my hand, and I was, I was like, "All right, let's go to the hotel. I want to go work out." And then, and we had a conversation in the car. I said, "Hey, I don't know how long this process is gonna take. Um, I don't like, I don't, I don't know how long this process is gonna take. I don't know what this journey finna take me. I don't know where God, where God gonna put me. And like, if you don't, if you don't want to be a part of, it, like, if you're not willing to be a part of this process, it's fine. I, I totally understand. And she looked at me. I still remember this to this day. That's how I knew she was gonna be my wife. She said, "Hey, you done throwing yourself a pity party? You done throwing your?" She said, "You done throwing yourself a pity party? I'm with you now. If we are gonna do it, let's do it." Been a story. It's been it's been a rapper since. Just been grinding, man. That's awesome, man. It's good to have some support like that in your in your corner for sure. Exactly. All right, so we, I I know that you got that pro football opportunity when you got the chance to go to the spring league, and you also played in the fan controlled football league um, in its debut season. Um, I was a big fan of the FCF. I can't wait for it to roll back around this year, man. It was a lot of fun to watch too. Um, what were those experiences like? Kind of just take us into like a day in the life of those places. Uh, so let's go. I'll tell you, I'll take you to the spring league first, man. It was, the spring league was so cool, man. You know why? Because it actually put, it actually put me around guys that are that are well seasoned, guys that's been in the NFL and just happened to be so fresh off a roster. Like every single every person in there was on the NFL or CFL roster. Like there were like the competition love. The competition level was so high, it forced me to raise my game, and I I love that about it. like my quarterback was JT Bear. I'm like, dude. I, like I remember, I remember watching you. Like I remember watching you at Ohio State. Saints now, could use him right now. Yeah, and now I'm like, <laughs> dang. Now I'm like, dang. Now, now you're my quarterback. So he really, he really helped me out. Really helped me. Uh, really helped me develop on my and really helped me develop. It, man, one thing I, one thing I learned, man, is I seen a lot of guys in there that 
that were 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 veterans, like literally better, literally veterans in the NFL, and how I treated my opportunity. I treated my, I ain't treated my opportunity like a developmental league, like I need to go to develop. I treated it like the actual NFL. So I made sure I was the last person out of practice, first person in practice. I made sure I was always in there, uh, always in there taking notes and um, always, always perfecting my craft and asking questions and visualizing, like going the extra mile. Like some people was going down there and party and do all that. Like I can't, I, I cannot afford to do that. Like I can't, I can't, I can't afford to risk what I have going on to like waste, like waste time and, and live, live for the moment. So I kind of, I, I, I really treated it like I was in NFL camp. I was down, I was down there. I can't afford to, I couldn't afford to waste my, waste my time. I, I was too locked in. I, I got a mama who needs a house. I got my, I want my grandparents to retire. I want to pay for my, my sister college tuition. So that, that stuff, that that aspect, that that didn't really interest. That didn't that, that didn't have no interest in me. Yeah, for sure. That's nice. Um, what was that whole like FCF experience like? Jump humping on a new team like every single other week or whatever it was. <laughs> that was just a that was wild to watch. Wild to watch on Twitch, man. I interviewed yeah, a couple dudes: Ladarius Galloway, uh, Andrew Dewey. <laughs> yeah, that boy. That boy would jump over a dang car if he got to man. <laughs> I know it. I know it. Yeah, but yeah, man. what was your experience at the FCF? Like, I've never uh, really interviewed an offensive lineman from there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they put a huge emphasis on skill positions there. Um, tell us about like you know being an offensive line. I know you were an offensive line captain for mm-hmm. for for part of the season. So go ahead and tell us about your FCF experience. Man, FCF, man, hey, FCF, man, was fun. Hey, hey, follow hey, me man. on Twitter too. It's crazy. Oh yeah, you live, man. You live. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but now FCF was amazing. FCF really was amazing, man. Now it was kind of different because they did like the NBA sports bubble, man. But man, you never know true friendship or true uh, true teamwork unless you living in a bubble for three months and you playing against the same guys. Like you competing, you can, you can, you can. I could beat the heck out of somebody on the field and see that guy, see that guy and play the game, play uh play Madden or play a game of chess, uh play a game of chess or catch later. That that's what's so that's what that's what was so amazing about that man. Being the same, being the same vicinity as uh pros like Josh Gordon, Josh Gordon, Johnny Manziel, like amazing people like that, and then to be in contact with like Quavo, Quavo, Richard Sherman, destroying like that 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 whole atmosphere is really amazing, man. They they really did a they really did a great job, man. Like Ray Austin and all the all the people, man. I got nothing but love for them, man. And they really, they really helped me develop my platform as well. What was it like playing on Marshawn Lynch's squad? It was cool, bro. I ain't gonna okay. cap. Marshawn Lynch is so funny. And like how y'all see him on TV, but he he is really like that in real life. He, he doesn't change himself, man. I love people that are um that are really transparent. I love people that are really down to earth, man. I got nothing but love and respect for him, man. I remember just seeing him. I remember seeing him the first day. I remember seeing him after the first game. I'm like, damn, who is that? I'm like, oh man, that's Marshawn Lynch, man. I remember he had he had the shoulder pads on, he had the beast jersey on, and he also had a he had a hoodie over it. And man, I was like, man, that's that's dope, man. He a, he a dope, he a dope dude for sure. He a lot shorter than I thought he was. He really is. He a lot shorter than I thought he was. But he still he still built like that, man. He got some juice though, you know. It's, the, it's oh, that yeah. sk- big skittle energy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the best player you've ever played with and against? We can take it to FCF. We can take it to the Spring League. We can take it back to your high school days. It don't matter. Who's the best you played with and against? Oh, 
Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and give man. I got I had a quarterback in I had a quarterback in high school, man, named Cade Brister. When I say this guy is one of the most toughest nails dude that I ever met in my life, like this guy, first off. He led his team to to a um, state championship in high school with a um, tour ACL. He played in the state championship game with a torn ACL. Gee, that's crazy. That that that's just a that's just a glimpse of his character, man, and just how. And I know I know I'm a leader. I know I'm a leader as well. But just the way just the way he led, man, it just never ceased to amaze me. He actually played through. Um, I believe it was like a torn clavicle. Like his shoulder blade was literally separated. Well, his shoulder blade was literally separated up here, man. And he was still running and he was still slanging. He still managed to get um the uh MVP MVP that season as we as we marched our way to a conference championship. That's wild. Who is one of the hardest pass rushers you've ever had to go against? Ah, let's see, let's see. One of the hard one of the hardest pass rushers, man. You know what, man? The thing is, the thing is about pastors, man. Everybody, everybody is so everybody is so different, man. And in reality, when you break down, when you break down the pass rush, there's two type of rushes. There's a there's a um, reactive rusher, and then there's a um, spot rusher, somebody who rushes to their spot. But uh, that's, I got to give it to my dog Ethan, man. He was he a well seasoned guy, a well seasoned guy. Played about eight years in the NFL. I played with him in the uh, spring league. He played with the um, Raiders. He played with the Raiders. He played multiple years with the multiple years with the Rams and uh, also the Browns as well. Nice, yeah, that's a good competition. So, as an offensive lineman, when you're watching film on your uh, your pass rushers, what are you looking for? Uh, I'm always looking. I'm I'm looking at their hands. I'm looking at their get off. I'm um, looking at okay, what is they what is they go to move? What are they second? What is they second move? Um, and also, I'm always looking at okay. How did my offensive line? How did the offensive line lineman sit? See, the thing is, when you watch the when you watch an offensive line play, nine times out of ten, it's not what the defensive lineman did, but it's a it's what the offensive lineman allowed. Like a lot of time, a lot of times we beat ourselves with lack of technique, a late get off, uh, bad hands, bad eyes. We too high. We didn't sit. So a lot of that stuff is stuff that we do. So we got to really focus on fine tuning ourselves and critiquing ourselves. So we're not allow. So we're not allowing certain things to happen. That's why a good offensive lineman makes a lot of money in the NFL. <laughs> got to. <laughs> got to, got to. What is some of the biggest adversity you've ever had to face and how did you overcome it? I know you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, um, but feel free to share more if you have more or whatever. No, I got some on mine. See, I got man, I got a I got adversity stories for days, man. I told people, man, and I'm I'm, I'm really I'm really open with this, but man, Ty. Um, my child, my childhood was amazing. My childhood was amazing, but it was definitely some rough times. And some of the most rough, some of the most roughest times was when we was like, when it was ten people. When I lived ten people in a two bedroom household, that that was tough times. And me watching my grandpa just man up and take care of all of us, take care, like take care, take care of all of us, man. Just seeing his strength and just see how he handles situations, man. And then when me and my, when me and my mom, when me and my mom finally moved out, uh, it was just me, my mom, and my sisters, and and why and watching the watching abuse and watching the watching my mom struggle with the bills, but still still working hard trying to maintain, keep a smile on her face, man. That 
that adversity, man, uh, that that pain, that that pain is something that you really you you rarely forget. You you rarely you rarely forget, man. So just that stuff and seeing how strong my uh, mom was, seeing how strong the the women in my life were, man. That really just that really just kept me going, man. Because I remember times where our water our water was cut off in the house. <laughs> we ain't had no water. We had to go like three doors. We had to go three doors down, and this lady would let us fill up like buckets and jugs of water just for us to just for us to shower, just for us to flush the toilet, drinking water and stuff like that, man. And like seeing my mom like smile and be able to maintain that with like no help dog that's some like you feel me i get i get i get my willpower from her man because i've never seen her i never seen her quit never seen her give up she 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 always made a way always always made a way yeah that's some that's some crazy stuff right there man that's it's remarkable that you came out from that man that's awesome um what are some of your goals and aspirations you know, like what's like your your two to three year plan? So check this out, man. My two to my two to three year plan, man. See, my thing is I got two things. What do I want to do with my career? What do I want to do with my purpose? My career is a football player. I'm a I'm a professional football uh professional football player. Looking to get on looking to get on the NFL roster. I will be on the NFL roster. That's why that's why I'm working every day. I'm working hard in faith, knowing that God will move this mountain as long as I continue to push. Now I'm also now my purpose in life. God gave me a gift. God gave me a gift of speaking. God gave me a, a gift to be able to move people. And not just on the field, but actually move people with my words, with my voice, my voice, my voice and my charisma. It's, it's all a gift from God. So I actually plan on expanding that. That's why I started the mountain move. That's why I started the mountain mover. And it's not a, it's not only just a, a, a fancy saying or a fancy nickname. No, I, my, pur- my purpose for this is actually motivational speaking and actually inspiring people to go ahead and move mountains in their lives. I love it, man. I, I love really it. Want to really want to. I really want to expand on that. Um, keep speak. Keep speaking on multiple platforms. Speaking in front of corporations. Speaking in front of high school kids. Speaking in front of college athletes. Um, whether it's big or big or small, I even. I even. Uh, I talk to people on the daily. Like if God put it on my spirit to go and talk to somebody at the gas station, I do it. My fiance, my fiance, when I when we first got together, she was she was kind of weirded out about that. She said people don't. People aren't intimidated by you coming up and talking to them talking to them because i'm six eight like you know, i'm just coming to talk to people but people are always super receptive to what i'm saying man and that's a part of my purpose man just keep going in my private ministry and i know god will bless me with a big one amen to that brother what kind of advice can you give to all the young athletes out there man some type of man some type of advice man is do not solely find your identity your identity in the game of football because at the end of the day the game of football will end but your purpose your purpose for your life will not man and so many so many people get okay my purpose is football my purpose is football and then when football is done for them they're like okay well who am i who am i Okay, who am I? All right, I was a football player. I played. I played at the big school. I was on TV. Everybody loved me. Now, 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 who am I? No. So I, 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 I um, my advice to them is continue to work on your purpose. Find your purpose. Find your gift. And know your gift is not just football. Yo, football is just a platform for you to reach people. 
That's all that is. Football is a platform for you to reach people. It's a form of praise. It's a form of praise for me. But once I'm done playing football, my form of praise is going to change to my purpose. So continue to change your purpose, man. And listen, do not never, don't never, never, never listen to the naysayers. Never listen to the naysayers. They always going to say, well, it's only, you know, it's only 1% that make it. You know, it's only 1% that make it. Be like, part of that 1%. Be a part of that one percent, and imagine like list look look at the percentage of you actually being born you, you being the actual sperm cell to actually get the egg. Those chances are nice. a lot lower. Those chances are a lot lower. So don't talk. I don't, I don't like people talking to me about numbers. Tell me, tell me how. Don't tell me why I can't. Tell me how I can. Don't tell me why I can't. Amen. 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 Where can we follow you at on social media, my man? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You can follow me on Twitter at ball number four Christ 13. And you can also follow me on uh, follow me on Facebook. I got my I got my business out there. The mountain mover. I got gear. But most importantly, I got a voice and I want to come change people's lives. I want to come change people's lives because it's a gift that God gave me. And I want to give it. I want to give it to you guys. And also my um my TikTok is fly. God speaks. F-L-Y-E. My last name. Then God speaks. That's awesome. That's awesome. Jalen, I appreciate you so much for hopping on the show today. I'm super excited to uh, see how your journey unfolds. I want to give another quick shout out to Primo Tailoring. Shout out to them for sponsoring this show today. Uh, You know, if you guys need to be a little dapper, you know, you need to look a little fresh, (laughs) hit up my boy Lewis. I'm going to link all his stuff down below in the the description of this podcast. Thank you so much again, Jalen. Make sure yes, you guys sir. tune in to my boy. Follow him on Twitter. Hit him up on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, the whole nine. Uh, we got some good things planned for the future, my man. Yes, I'm super excited to see how your journey unfolds. Thank you so much for hopping on yet again. Yes, sir. The Michael Balco Show is proudly sponsored by Donato's Pizza. Donato's prides themselves on ensuring that every piece of the pizza is important and that they have something for everyone. Donato should be your top spot for game days, just like they are mine. Check out their website at www.donatos.com for more information.